Hi, I'm Gilbert. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm the president of Every Nation Philippines. We're committed to plant churches, reach campuses, and bring the gospel to the nations. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We will talk about a charge to stay, or well, I would say a charge to be and to stay on mission. That the story we have been following for the past four weeks in Deuteronomy, the story of the Israelites, which I said that somehow if you look at how the Lord made sure that their story was recorded in Scripture so that we, as it is recorded in Scripture, as we read it, we may have encouragement from the Scripture. We may have instruction and that through endurance, we may have hope. Kaya to sinulat. And I hope for the past few weeks, na-encourage na kayo. No? Na-encourage kayo about what it means for us to, to stay on, on course with the Lord. And I know maybe some of you, um, as we close this series, I'm going to explain to you the title and maybe give you more understanding on why we pivoted on the ability to produce wealth. You know, many of us, when it comes to wealth, and, you know, we crave it, we desire it, some of us. So there are many responses to wealth. And with the crisis we are facing, it's always good to look back in Scripture and see what God has to say about the purpose of wealth and His perspective on wealth, especially ngayong medyo, medyo may challenge tayo when it comes to, to, to wealth. And that somehow... Today's, hopefully, maalala kong sagutin to. What is the connection of wealth to covenant? What is it? Why do we have, why are we pivoting on wealth? Well, kaya, one of the reasons why we pivot on this scripture, the ability to produce wealth. By the way, if you are holding an ESV, if you're reading from the ESV, it's the power to get wealth. So, itong title na to is influenced by the NIV. Uh, this is the phrase, the ability to produce wealth. And we pivoted on this because we believe this is one of the primary felt need of many people. And that if we do not speak into this, many of us will lose sight of the purpose of wealth and God's perspective and how He sees wealth. And that's why we pivoted on this verse. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, 818, this is where we got our title, the ability to produce wealth. In fact, sa ESV, it's the power to get wealth. And this verse starts off with, you shall remember. Meaning, there is something about wealth that makes us forget God and His purpose. Now, my question is, do you agree with me that there is something about wealth, lalo na pag marami ka ng wealth, at umaman ka na, at meron kang limpak-limpak na salapi. You have, you know, tons of money. There is a way where money can get our attention away from God. Would you agree? Yes, actually. No? Sabi ng iba, Pastor, hindi ko pa siya na-experience. Wag po kayong mag-alala sa akin. And maganda na rin, i-bless tayo ni Lord, eh, pag-aralan na rin natin. No? But, and that's why it starts with, you shall remember, and that's why for the past few weeks, we've been talking about how the Lord charged them to obey, to obey the commandments. And remember, do not forget it. Charge them to remember the wilderness. Why did they charge them, why did God charge the Israelites to remember the wilderness? Because God was humbling them, testing them, disciplining them. And it was God who led them to the wilderness. And that's where we get the, the, the term, pag matagal ka ng Kristiyano, the wilderness experience. Nakong meron ako, nasa wilderness experience ako. Wherein you're, you're experiencing difficulties, testing, humbling from God. It happens to all of us. But in the end, sabi nga, Last week, we are charged to trust Him. That whether He allows us to go through a wilderness experience because He's teaching us something, or whether He thrusts us into the promised land, both of which has its dangers, we trust Him. We should trust that we have a God who is a father to us as a 
man disciplines his son, so he disciplines us. The word discipline, again, is what? A corrective measure to direct us towards success and wisdom. Sino sa inyo gusto ng wisdom? We all want success and wisdom, but sometimes we do not want the process to get to that. And God is saying when He brings us to a wilderness experience to trust me, because for many of us, the only way we get to that success and wisdom is through a wilderness experience. Uh, uh, an experience where it says, Nako, talaga, He led you to be hungry. To la- talagang ginutom ka niya, sabi dun. So that to teach you that man does not live on bread alone. Importante ba ang bread? Yes, but it should not be alone. And that we should look to God. And sometimes it is in our hunger. It is in our lack that we turn towards the Lord. So we must trust Him for that process. And now we are in that part of the series where we're about to end. And really, this, this verse that we pivoted on is saying that you shall remember the Lord your God. Ibig sabihin, tandaan yung wilderness, trust me, obey me, because I'm about to bring you. Ito na yun. Deuteronomy is what? It's the time where they're at the edge. That's the promised land, the only thing dividing uh, is in between them and the promised land is the Jordan River. Malapit na. And so, when we talk about wilderness, promised land, actually there are many lands, uh, three lands talked about here. They came from the land of Egypt, slavery, wilderness, the land of testing and humbling and discipline, and the promised land. Sino sa inyo? Gusto niyo straight sa promised land. Diba? Wag na sana yung wilderness. And how many of you are thankful that you were taken out of the land of Egypt? See, this whole experience of the Israelites describes somehow, in a way, the full spectrum of our human experience as we walk with God. Galing, no? So now we're entering the promised land. Or if metaphorically we could say, we're about to enter God's abundance for us. And he says this, remember, when you already have this abundance, remember, Parang Mufasa lang yan eh. Remember. <laughs> Remember. Remember my commandments. Remember the wilderness. Remember to trust me. Your, remember your God, for it is He who gives us power. Power literally means a strong wall. The power to get wealth. Meaning, we are given... How many of you... We are talented, or in Tagalog, talentado. No? Marami tayong talents. We are, have, you can get wealth. But how many of you know, apart from the confirmation, apart from the power, the wall of God around us, everything we get, we could simply lose. Do you know, importante yung power ni God sa buhay natin pang araw-araw? Sino sa inyo nagmaneho papunta rito? You have the ability to drive. Galing mo mag-drive, iniisip mo, hindi ako mababangga. Kontrolado mo ba pag may bumangga sa'yo? Hindi. For many of us, for me, one of the reasons I know na hindi ako nababangga, hindi sa magaling ako mag-drive. It's because the Lord has been a tower and a wall around me. It has prevented the devourer to devour upon my finances by crashing my car somewhere. Alam mo ba, ang bilis-bilis, maubos ang pera. Lalo na ngayong COVID, isang COVID ka lang, parang Fernando po, isang bala ka lang. Isang COVID ka lang, di ba? Delta. Butin lang meron tayong Alpha and Omega. Talo si Delta. And so, the power, intandaan niya word na power. Ha? Hindi nyo in-infuse ka ng X-Men type power or mutated, ano ka. Hindi yun. It is the power of God to be a wall around you. So that you know that the only reason you have the wealth you have, the only reason you have the well-being you have, is there is this wall around you. And even as you get wealth, nothing can take it away from you. Galing, no? That is what it means. The power to get wealth. And so confirms. And so that we stand on His Word. 
So we stand on this no matter how difficult it becomes. We stand on this word no matter what he allows because we trust him. Because everything he does is simply to confirm his covenant to us. And now, we're about to enter the land. Chapter 9 is about them. Hear, O Israel. Shema Israel. What's Shema again? Pag Shema, it's about not just hearing, but Shema means to hear. But hear and do. In fact, in Isaiah, Shema is translated to obey. So in prophetic language, Shema is not only to hear, hear the voice of the prophet. When the prophet says Shema, he's saying, don't just hear me, do it. And if you don't do, you have never heard. Nakita ka na ba ng tao na pag sinasabihan mo about the word of God? Alam ko na yan, narinig ko na yan. It's never Shema if you hear but never do. Kasi mapapasyama ka dun eh. So you hear and you, you do. So ito na, hear O Israel. Now, while I was reading this, hindi ko muna itutuloy yung chapter 9. Meron pa ako isang verse na gustong daanan bago yung chapter 9. Now, while I was reading chapter 9, sino sa inyo medyo parang, wow, such a strong language. Did you notice? Chapter 9 has many strong language. Did you ever hear, did, did you hear the word destroy, subdue, perish? Wow. If you ever, man, okay sana yung promised land, no? Sarap pakinggan. We're entering the promised land. We're entering God's abundance. But doesn't it disturb you at times that when you read the Old Testament, there are this language. Now, hindi na natin tataguyan, no? Let's go, let's preach it. Wow, this is about destroying people. Dispossessing them. For them to make them perish. To drive them out. Wow. So, now today, I will not claim to be able to answer all of the possible... uh, permutation of questions that you may have in your mind that hopefully I'll be answered sufficiently for you to say this. I'm going to trust God in this. And so I want to begin before chapter 9, again, to go back to chapter 7. Before the account of, you know, you know Moses you know, as he spoke about the covenant. In chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, he talks about God, and he sabi ito, know therefore. Nako, importante itong know therefore. Diyan siya nagbigin, know therefore. You know why? Because many today, when they read Deuteronomy, they say, anong klaseng God yan? Narinig mo na ba yung, ano, yung ganong question? Grabe naman, Genocide. Nilalabas ko na, kasi alam ko, bakit tinatanong niya eh? Yung iba sa inyo, pasto, di ko naman tinatanong dati yan. Ngayon, tinanong ko na ulit. Tinanong ko na tuloy. Di ko naman problema dati yan eh. Basta, worship lang ako kay Lord. Pero alam nyo, kaya natin tinutuunan to. It's because someone may ask you. How many of you, you want to stay on mission, you want to be on mission, you want to share the gospel to others? You want others to read the word of God? Eh, tinanong ka. Sabi niya, no, therefore. Why? Because ang question ko ngayon sa inyo is, where are you getting your information about who God is? Who is feeding you the information about who is this God in the Bible? Sino yung pinakikinggan mo? Moses, before he talked about the promises, before he talked about the wilderness and reminding them, he said this, know therefore. Meaning this, I want to appeal to you today, that when you read this word, I hope you have a high view of God and Scripture. Kasi maraming tao ngayon, ang gayabang. Kung questionin si Lord, kala mo, ang galing nila. Bakit ganyan? Biro mo, kini-question yung Bible. Tinetest. And don't you know that it's the Bible who should be testing us and questioning us? How dare we? Mababa yung low view of the Bible. And many people succumb to that, especially pag meron kang, meron sinabi yung Bible na ayaw mo at gusto mong i-discredit yung Bible. Ano yun ba yan? 
Kasi pag titignan mo talaga yung word ni God, ang galing ng commandments, ang sarap isabuhay. It's really for human flourishing. But if there is something in the Word of God that is seemingly against what you want to do, then you find ways and excuses and you start to lower your view of Scripture. And if you could just discredit it, you could disobey it. Normally, yan ang mission ng iba. And so, sabi ni, and so I would like to echo what Moses says. Know therefore, kilalani mo tong Diyos na to. Are you ready? Who this God is? Are you ready? Know therefore that the Lord your God is a God who is faithful, who keeps His covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him. He is a God of steadfast love. He is a loving God. Nako, Pastor, grabe ang ginawa sa mga Jebusites, sa Anakites, sa Amorites, sa Termites. Walang termites, huwag niyo in Termites yung nasa bahay mo. <laughs> really? Tingin mo, mas, mas matindi ang mercy mo sa mercy ni God? Ikaw, ikaw na? Kini-question mo that the God who is a God of steadfast love, you love people more? Eh, yung kapit-bahay mo lang nga eh. Hindi mo makausap eh. Diba? Yung, hindi mo nga matingnan eh. Diba? Iniiwasan mo na lang because you don't want the hassle of talking to them. Kasi nakaka-store ba sa yung schedule? Ikaw na ang loving. Tayo na ang loving. Hindi eh. So how dare you start questioning God when He starts doing something for you to question someone, at least man lang, you must occupy the higher ground. Tama ba ako? So ito lang, can I appeal to all of you listening, to all of you here who braved the storms, to know that the God we serve, know therefore that this God is loving, more loving than we could ever be. Talong-talo tayo. But wait, there's more. That this God is not only loving, but He repays those who hate Him by destroying them. That He is a just God. That the one who hates God hates His law and loves injustice and harm. Ama? And so He is a God who's just. Ay, grabe, grabe yung ginawa niya. Destroy. Napaka. So, ikaw na. Ikaw na ang just. Ikaw na ang fair. We worship. Sino ba gusto ng i-worship? Pwede ka bang i-worship? Hindi eh. Ikaw na ang just. So, kaya ako, nang, kaya ina-appeal ko to strongly, it's because of this. What you're about to read, apart from a high view of who God is, and humbling yourself, lahat tayo, humbling before God, na Lord, that you're not just more loving than us, that you're not just more just than us. But overall, as you read the whole scripture, He is wiser than us. Do you believe that? That there is no way for us to trace the way He moves. Matindi si Lord. More loving than us. More just than us. Wiser than us. Wiser than we could ever be. So with that said, can I ask all of you watching and all of you here listening to have, let's all have a high view of God and His Word. Mag-ingat tayo. Pero magaling pa rin si Lord. Even though He doesn't need to explain anything to us, in His Word, if read properly, He does explain what He does. Does, does He need to explain? Is He answerable to us? Now, does he answer comprehensively? No. But he answers sufficiently. Just enough. Are we ready? Let's take a look at the other time that the Lord says, Shema Israel. Hear, people of God, what's about to happen when you enter the promised land. We're about to enter abundance. 
stay. There is a mission. Ito yan, ah. There's a mission of God. Now, ito, ah, as I say that, inote nyo to mabuti. We need to go back. We need to say something about that mission. Because it's misunderstood many times. But let's go back to chapter 9. So, meron na ba tayo high view about God? If we have a high view of God and His Scripture, now we're ready to read chapter 9. Unless ikaw si God. Hear, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today to go and dispossess. Wow, nations. But this nations, yung mga ibang tao, grabe, dispossess, kawawa naman. Really? Look at the next line. Greater. And hindi kawawa itong mga taong to. Ito yung mga taong paghinarap mo. Yung, nakita ka na ba, lalabanan mo? Kala mo, sino ba itong magulo? Inapoy yung anak ko. Pagdating mo, lucky. Okay lang po. Ako na ako sasampal sa anak ko. Kasi, natakot ka. Greater than mightier than you. So don't you ever think that what God is going to do to judge these people, kawawa itong mga to. Yung mga, ang babait naman nila, i-dispossess natin sila, apihin natin sila. These people are greater and mightier than you. Ang sinasabi ni God dito, kung wala ako, titirisin kayo, kayo ang termites. The Jebusites, the Amorites. Saan ang termites? Hindi kayo Israelites, the termites. Kasi liliit ninyo. You know? So, unahin natin yun. The text already answers. Hindi pa to, hindi pa kulang pa to. Pero yan. To dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Cities great and fortified. Parang vitamins lang. Fortified with vitamin C. Hindi ka tatabla ng COVID. Yan to. So, kawawa ba sila? Fortified up to heaven. Ano yung big sabihin nun? Of course, ito ah, can I just say something about Deuteronomy and specifically as we enter Joshua? These are not just historical narratives. It is written in such a way as a genre in the ancient Near East as an epic narrative. You know what an epic narrative is? An epic narrative is a narrative that does not speak of, kasi epic siya, it's more focused on the on the warfare, it is not meant to be accurate. It is meant to be, what? Epic. Alam mo yun, parang pag, yun pa pag nanonood ka, wow, epic. Galing. Ganito to. Kaya pag sinaming, walls fortified to heaven. Yan ba iniisip nyo? Grabe, taas ng wall. Paano kaya nila ginawa yun? Hindi, di ba? Do you know that, that epic, that, that epic narratives have what you call in their genre, Language of exaggeration. That's why when, this, when they say, we destroyed them all. Hindi ibig sabihin, they destroyed everything. In fact, in many Persian epic, historical epic account, we destroyed, yun yung pala, hindi naman totoo. In history, may natira. Dami. Kaya yung sinasabing kapit genocidal, inubos lahat. No, it's an epic. We must properly read the scripture and understand what, how it's written. It's an epic narrative. So even yung mga kakalaban nila, pag mag, ano, we decimated them. Wow, decimated. Ubus sila. Hindi. Decimate comes from the Latin, deci, ten. Meaning, when you decimate someone or something, you only destroy 10% of it. Did you know that? Yan ang ibig sabihin ng decimate. Decimal. Move, point, the, ano yung tawag sa point? Decimal point. One, deci, decimate. It's an epic narrative. Kasi magtataka ka. Naubos ba lahat? Tuloy pa natin. A people great and tall. Nakong tatangkad. Great and tall. The sons of properly pronounced as Anakim. And you who have heard it said, nakita mo, whom you have heard it said, as my little quotes, wag niyong babasahin niya ng, of whom it said, who can stand before the sons of Anak. Hindi ganun ang pagbasa dyan. Whenever an epic narrative takes a quote like that, dramatic yan. Who can stand against the son of Anak? Ganun yan. Yung, nako, talaga? Totoo? Kailan nangyari ito? 
After nito, wow, wow, destroyed? Really? Do you know that Goliath is the son of Anak? Part of the sons of Anak. So do you mean everyone was destroyed? No, God is just. In fact, in fact, a case study of God's justice and mercy is Rahab being spared during the attack on what, ano, what city? The walled city. Jericho. Do you know the story of Rahab is not just a nice story? It is a picture that there is a God in the midst of this epic narrative who understands who are those who fear Him and loves them and are just to them and is wise in taking care of them and spares them. Tapos, how dare we come and not understand and not read properly and accuse God? Grabe naman, ayoko na sa mission ni God. Nakakatakot. Pinatay niya lahat. Walang awa. Really? Ikaw ang magiging judge ni Lord? Without reading the full counsel of God's word and not knowing that verses 1 and 2, that what occasion, verses 1 and 2, what occasion the going back to the promised land was found in Genesis chapter 15, 16, where God says, Know for sure, know for certain, He said to Abraham, that the time will come that your Descendants will come back to this place for the Amorites' sin has not reached its full extent that I may judge them. Wow. That God is a just God and He would not even judge the Amorites until their sins have reached its full measure. And He said this, you will be my instruments of judgment, but wait, you will come back. And you know when they came back? 400, around about 440 years after. Now, question. How merciful is God? Eh tayo, ma-offend lang. Bukas, gusto natin, hustisya na. So, verse 2 pa lang tayo. Nakikilala na ba natin si God? If we read carefully the Word of God, if we read it in its totality, we see, kabe pala tong ba, ang galing. Galing ng pagkasulat, galing ng pagkagawa. We have to take all of this into consideration. Who can stand against the Anak? And in this mission that God was talking about, He was saying this, Know therefore. Ito na naman tayo. Know therefore. So, first thing I want to know as I go to this verse 3, one thing you have to understand about the mission of God. Kasi ito, it's about staying on mission. And later on, I'll make the connection on wealth and His mission and the covenant. Ha? Pero, Staying on mission. Do you know that this is what you call mission impossible? Without God, this is mission impossible. When you talk about a charge to call to mission, really? Kahit gustuhin mo. Kung wala siya, tiris ka. Because it is His mission. It's an impossible mission. If you think it was impossible in the wilderness, wow, excited ako sa promised land. Without Him, it is impossible in the promised land as well. Wow, challenging sa wilderness. Kala niyo ba walang challenge ang prosperity? Sino sa inyo would agree with me that prosperity has its own challenges? In fact, if you were properly reading chapter 8, verses 4 to 5, mapapansin mo, I'm, I'm putting you into the land whose stone is iron. Alam mo, ibig sabihin ng phrase na whose stone is iron. Ang ibig sabihin niyan, para meron kang iron, you can get iron, but you have to mine it. There's work involved. There's hard work. Iniisip kasi ng blessing, oh, ibe-bless tayo ni Lord. Pagbukas mo isang umaga, umuulan ng pera. May dumating na lang. Yun yung mga gusto nating story. Pero si God, hindi siya ganun. Ah, ang dami dito na pag binasa mo lang siya mabuti, yung pala ibig sabihin ng produce wealth. Yung pala ibig sabihin to, to get wealth. Hindi lang pala to. Papasok ka sa promised land, okay na, may abundance. Hindi. The stones are copper and iron. How, do you know how to get that? Hirap. Pero wealthy ka. Grabe, meron kang bakal. Sabi niya, God is saying, you were from the land of slavery when you owned nothing. You were in the wilderness when you were tested and you had nothing. That's why you cannot get wealth. There's nothing to get. Everything you have is from my hand. I gave you manna, which is 
what is this? And then now you're entering a land where you can actually get something. Don't you ever think everything is just simple. simple. Without God, it is impossible. A charge to be on mission? Really? It's impossible without God. I just came from launching our seminary in the midst of pandemic. And if I were to sit down and tell you the story and all the miracles that it required for us to launch that seminary, let me just tell you something. Without God, that would have been impossible. And no one from our team can boast. So we work hard. Really? Isang COVID lang kayo. Tapos na kayo. Mission impossible without God. A charge to mission, number one, the mission is impossible. Second, as we go to chapter, verse 3, it says, Know therefore today that he who goes before you as a consuming fire is the Lord. Wow, now he's defining his mission. The mission that, this mission that we are charging you is a mission that is defined by God. It's an impossible mission, yes. And it's, impos- it's a mission that he is the only one who defines what needs to be done and how it is to be done. Kaya sabi niya, he's the consuming, and bakit siya nag-start na, I am a consuming fire? Because he's gonna come and purify that land to prepare for you. As you enter into abundance, God is going before you and saying, I'm gonna take things away that will be a problem for you. A consuming fire in this context means he goes before you to take away things, to purify things so that what remains is what is good. However, look at this, verse 3. In the mission of God, it says, He will destroy them, subdue them, so you shall drive them out and make them perish. Teka lang, nakakalito. Si God magdi-destroy, magsasubdue. Pero ako yung magda... So sino ba talaga yung gumagawa ng ano? Have you ever thought about statements like this? Statements like this tells us that when God has decided somehow to do something, although He does not need us, He wants us and He partners with us, and that's why the language seems to align. That what God is doing, it's like we are doing it, it's God doing it through us. Reaching the nations, reaching the city, do you, do you think God needs us? No, but He wants us. And so you would see languages in Scripture align itself as if when God is doing, we are doing it. This, it's a, a, a language of alignment. Especially when we are aligned, God's will. Yun ang ibig sabihin niya. But when you see this kind of language, it's talking about how we are to align with God, what He wants to do. And what does God want to do? When we enter into abundance, we purify, we drive things out, we destroy things that are not from Him, we subdue. The, the word destroy is take out, the word subdue is put under control, and make them perish. Drive them out and make them perish. Ito, 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 ito. The word perish means to kill it off. It literally means for it to vanish from your memory. Bakit? Why is that language used here? It's because of this. And on the Israelites' perspective, when they were about to enter that place of abundance, the people living there were people who had a horrendous culture. They did child sacrifice. They did orgies left and right. Grabe yung practices nila. And you know what, what God is saying pag sinabing make them perish? Pakinggan nito mabuti ah. When, when, the, when the biblical language tells us to make perish, it, it means this. Iba kasi yung, oh, ito, sa gobyerno natin sa Pilipinas. I will destroy this politician, not because I want righteousness, but because I want to take over the unrighteousness. Siya lang ang kumikita eh sa mga under, nakita niyo mga ganyan? You can actually destroy, but not make perish make them perish because some, some people want to destroy because we, they want to take over the wickedness. When God was instructing the Israelites to enter into the land, He's saying, destroy them and make sure the traces of their culture is gone. 
Because if not, you're just entering into destroying and taking over the evil and it will destroy you. Grabe yung langwahe. Ang galing. Eh, pastor, grabe naman si God. Bakit pa i-destroy? Bakit hindi lang pakiusapan? Uy, Jebusites. Okay lang ba magpakabait kayo? Eh, yung mga Jebusites, yung mga Amorites, you know what kind of people they are? They are people who are Diba, only God knows the heart, diba? These are the people who've already hardened hearts. Yung, hindi mo na sila mapapakiusapan. Yung, atat na atat sila gumawa ng kasamaan. Because the hardness of their hearts. In fact, alam mo, sobrang merciful si God. Can I just tell you something? Kung gano'ng ka-merciful si God? Pag lumipat ka sa Deuteronomy 20, just humor me. Pag pumunta ka sa Deuteronomy 20, Deuteronomy 20, ano to, glimpse lang to ah. Hindi ko, hindi ko ikukwento yung buo. Bigyan natin ng glimpse. Na itong God na gusto natin minsan akusahan. Minsan gusto natin, ha, ganun ba yung mission ni God? Ganun ang gagawin natin? Parang hindi ko yata ma-atim, ma- Lord. Ang sama mo, really? Mas mabait ka sa Kanya? Hindi mo ba alam, pag tingnan mo ang buong Bible, ang dahil discover kay God, Deuteronomy 20. Let's see. The laws concerning warfare. Verse 10. When you draw near to a city to fight against it, offer terms of peace to it. Wow! Ningay nyo lang siguro nabasa to. Kasi yung mga nagbabasa ito, sabi, grabe naman si God. No, no, no. Do you know that God has a rule of engagement when He besieged a city? And one of the rule of engagement is offer them peace. But if they don't, then judgment will come because they have been practicing evil. Practicing evil. Killing of, of innocent lives. Killing of children. Pastor, iba na tayo sa mundo natin ngayon sa, ano eh, sa 20th century. Hindi na applicable to. Kasi tayo ngayon, sophisticated na tayo. Really? How many babies have died just last year? You think we don't have the God of Molech today? Whom, the God whom the Canaanites worship and that demands the lives of babies? You think? You think? Wala na? How many babies have died last year in the altar of convenience? Ano yung pastor sinasabi? Oh, hindi ko sabihin yung word kasi politically charged eh. Pero mag-isip na lang tayo. Ibig, ito lang gusto ko sabihin sa inyo. Bago nyo i-judge si God at bago nyo i-judge kung ano yung ginawa dito, teka lang, akala mo ba we're better off? No. We are not. Please. Nakakahambol ba? Lord, butin lang, buhay pa kami, hindi pala kami deserving din. If God would really want to destroy, Lord, ano ba naman yan? Kasama tayo doon, actually. But the mission of God is to use the people of God to cleanse the land, to fight evil, even today. That's the duty of the church and every believer. But I believe we are at a time that we are offering peace. Iba sa Bible, eh, grabe, duguan talaga kasi papatayan. Really? Have you read the New Testament? When Jesus returns, His robe will be... Anak pag binasa nyo, kala nyo, walang judgment? Kala nyo sa Old Testament lang siya? Look to the New Testament. The New Testament has its share of justice when it's already needed. But there is a time when peace is offered. If you're here today and you have not received the offering of peace through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, I want you to know if today you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Today is the offering of peace. How many of you are glad you're at peace with God? The offering of peace has been extended to us and we have received it. Ah, grabe, grabe to, di ba? That's the mission. 
But if we do not read the Word of God properly, we are trapped by these people. Grabe naman to. Grabe naman. Binasa mo na ba? Pag may nagtanong sa'yo, grabe naman to yung Bible. Da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. Parang Transylvania lang, si Dracula. Diba? Sabi mo, ba, bago ka magalit, magbasa ka muna, basahin mo mabuti. Grabe ito. Grabe. Kasi baka sabihin na hindi ko sila pinapansin. Grabe ito. Grabe yung... And I cannot even go to all of it. I have to go fast. I have to... I mean, you know, when I read the Word of God, and there's so much I really want to say. But I have to go. So, first, the mission of God is impossible. We need Him. Before we talk about a charge to mission, it's impossible. Second, His mission is done His way, not ours. To look to His Word, we have to look at His love and justice and everything, His character. And not second-guess Him. Today is the day of offering peace. Hallelujah. Don't you, but don't you ever think there will not be a day of reckoning. Judgment will come. Verse 4, do not say in your heart after the Lord your God has trusted. So, nandiyan ka na, nasa, may abundance ka na. Ano normally ang sabihin mo? It is because of my righteousness. Salbahe kasi niyan eh. Di ba minsan ganun tayo? Salbahe kasi niyan. Ginamit na tayo ni God pag kala natin because of us. No, sabi niya na. And then, ready kayo dito ah, yung next slide ko, medyo nakakahilo. Pero I have to present it this way. Sabi, sabi niya, do not say in your God, it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me into to possess the land. Okay. I have to put this together because the answer must be buo, buo yung sagot eh. Hindi pwedeng pismi lang, hirap i-explain. Do not say in your heart, sabi, ito, ito binasa ko, do not say in your heart, whereas it is because of the wickedness, look at this, it is because of the wickedness of this nation. It is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving me out. And then, not because you're righteous. So, all of this are said twice. Why? When something is said twice at a short amount of time, it's emphasizing. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do. You, you got the land not because you are good, but because they are wicked. I'm judging them. So what kayo magmayabang. In fact, sabi niya, one of the main reasons that I am bringing you is so that to confirm the word. And sabi niya, do you know, ito na, mission is a part of God's covenant. Mission is impossible, you can do it on your own. Mission should be done the way he wants. But in mission, is part of his covenant. Kaya nangyayari ang mission kasi part siya ng covenant. So, let me just tell you. Ano yung, ano yung covenant? Sabi niya, he swore to my Abraham, Isaac, and Jesus. So, kailangan bumalik tayo kung paano sinabi kay Abraham. Okay, sabi niya, ito, ito ang long and short as I land. And that he may confirm in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. Go from your country. And your kindred, your father's house. So, pinapunta siya dito sa landa to. Punta ka dyan, sabi niya kaya. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. In a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, the mission is this, that you will be a blessing. I have a covenant with you. And so, let me say it this way. When you talk about mission and covenant, it means this. When God made a covenant with us, or Abraham, He covenant, made a covenant with you, and, or made a covenant to you, para lang mas maganda yung covenant to you, and a covenant, the covenant through you. Ulitin ko ah. There's a covenant to you, there's a covenant Capital natin. Through you. Sabi niya, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And that's why, listen, listen here. As I end. I will bless you. That's the covenant. And you will be a blessing. Pag sinabi niya, I will bless you. That's a covenant to you. 
every one of us received a covenant of mercy. How many of you are thankful God is merciful to us? Not because of our righteousness, but because of who I am. Because of their wickedness, mercy. And actually, sinabi niya sa end ng verse 6, you stubborn people. Ang ibig niya sabihin, you stubborn means stiff neck. Meaning, it could have been you that has been judged. Now listen to this. Mercy. But because we have received mercy, it's covenant through you. That's why we have a mission. Because God wants His mercy to be given to others as well. So, covenant to you, to us, and covenant through us. Mercy and mission. Ito yung next. Covenant to you is He promised provision. Wealth. Why? Because he, there is a covenant through you. A purpose. My provision kasi my purpose. And listen to this. Ito yung kailangan nyo maintindihan. All this time, ang akala nyo, ang mission, listen to this ha, ang akala nyo, the way this is mostly preached, and the way I preached it a while ago, you, you can misconstrue it as, ah, uh, 818, produce wealth so you could do the mission of God. The mission of God is to take the promised land. How many of you think that the mission is to take the promised land? Let's take the promised land. Let's occupy the promised land. That's the mission. Ayun sumagot. Now, tama ba ako? That at first glance, you, we think that the mission is to take the promised land. Take it. Wrong. That's the little part of the mission. Because taking of the promised land, listen to me, ito important ito even to, for us today. Kung ang mission lang is to take the promised land, bakit tayo may mission today? Hindi tapat tapos na. E nakuha nila yung promised land. The promised land was not the mission. The promised land was the provision. That when you enter the land, I will give you the power to produce wealth in that land. You can get wealthy in that land. Why does God want the Israelites, if you look at the whole prophetic book, why does the God want the Israelites to be what? To take the land. So that they would have wealth, that they would be in Exodus, it says, so that you may be my priests to the nations. Because the promised land is not the mission. It is the provision for the real mission. The real mission is to go to the nation with the love of God. Kasi ito yung problema today pag in-apply natin. Ako, Lord, sana mapunta ako sa promised land. Kung promised land ang mission, ito tayo mga Kristiyano, basta magka-abundance lang ako, yumaman lang ako, tapos na ang mission. Kaya maraming kristyano ngayon, hindi na iintindihan ang mission. Akala nilang blessing-blessing lang, yumaman lang, maging marangya lang, masarap lang ang buhay, hanggang doon lang. Why? Because we have been preached a message that the mission is the promised land. That is not the mission in, of, of the Israelites. The promised land was not the end. It's the means. The promised land is actually the provision so that the purpose of God may continue. Yun ang totoong mission. At kung dalhin natin today, ang pag-iisip na yan, hindi lang natin iisipin na dapat yumaman tayo, dapat maging komportable ang buhay natin, dapat maging marangya tayo, hindi. Kaya pala, meron akong limpak-limpak na salapi. Bakit? Ba't ang dami kong pera? Kasi may mission. And it requires wealth to go to the nations. Yun pala ang Deuteronomy. Ngayon alam na natin. Because if we think the promised land is the mission, today ang application yan, basta mayaman ako, okay na ako. Tigil na tayo. Pero hindi tayo tumitigil, di ba? Because there's a mission. And according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, oh, I wish I could preach this. If you read Galatians 3, 29, it says, for those who are in Christ, they are offspring of Abraham. So we can claim this mercy to mission, provision to purpose, because the covenant to us was the cross of Christ for us today. And the covenant through us is the cause 
of Christ. The cross of Christ, He sacrificed so that we could be saved. Saved to a purpose for His cause. To serve Him, to honor Him, to be on mission, to stay on mission. And that's why a while ago, nagtataka ba kayo, but nag-thank you ako sa mga nagsaserve kahit umuulan? Because they stay on mission. They understand the cause of Christ. That's why I said, I'm going to volunteer because it's not just enough for me to get the benefits of the cross of Christ. I want to be in the middle of the cause of Christ. Covenant to you, covenant through you. Come on. Grabe. But you know, let me just tell you something. You know why we are excited to do what we're doing? Ever since I was born again until now, I'm excited. I'm early at the church. I'm excited to do what, you know, to do things of God because it's not just the cross of Christ, but the cost of Christ. The new covenant. My question for all of you is are you content to stay? And your mission is the promised land to just stay with the cross of Christ, or are we going to cross over to the cost of Christ? Because where the vision and the mission is, there is the provision. And that's why we were given the power to get wealth. That's the connection between wealth and mission and covenant. Mission is a part of covenant. And for the covenant to happen, provision will be given. So not just the cross of Christ, but the cost of Christ. You know... Can we just take a few moments to let this all sink into us? Let's worship our God. Ba't ko kayo pinapa-worship? Ganito lang, ito lang ina-ask ko sa inyo. Whatever you decide today regarding your participation in the mission, the purpose, and the cause of Christ, let it be out of worship. Not because you were hyped by the preaching, the, the Word of God is really powerful. Tama ba ako? I mean, hindi ko na kailangan i-hype yan. Kahit ganun lang ako mag-preach. Napakagaling ng Word. Magaling na talaga yan. Excited lang talaga ako to preach it. Pero ito lang masasabi ko. If we're ever gonna respond to God, is it okay if you respond out of worship? And so that's why we're gonna worship God. Is that okay? Father, today we are grateful we look to you. We thank you that now we understand what is the purpose. Now we understand what is the covenant. Now we understand that mission plays a part in your covenant. Because covenant is not just to us, but through us as well. And so, Lord, speak to your people who are called by your name. And may you be honored with our response. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us, discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.